0: It is. Uh, I don't know. It's an unnecessary tool on the podcasting recording device to have yes. a eight count. Although you know, I mean, we could start the podcast by going four, three, two, one, Five, and one, two three, two, three. Count it four, off, Brian. Brian. I mean, yeah, count it it'd be off. Great. Hey, welcome to the B and A podcast. I'm Brian and I'm Jay. See, we counted in. We did. And uh, are we playing music? Now we're playing us? music. Fades out right here, and we go like we're back on
1: schedule. On schedule, we actually have done one like you know a week later.
0: This is gonna be a little scary. it's, It's fun, it does make them like if we do them on schedule, they're usually a little shorter. Yes,
1: that's correct. So we come
0: in under an hour instead of like 104. Or well, like. we we'll do our
1: best. So yeah. uh, so it's another w- lovely day in Nashville. We had Man. the storms, cold front move through, and now it's like 20 degrees cooler than it was. It's looking like fall.
0: Yeah, this is like um, this is what we live for, right? Exactly. This, is, this <laughs> it's like today. The high is going to be like 66 or something. Yes. Uh, it'll feel a little warmer than that. It will because the sun is very sunny and pretty. Um, this will also help, uh, I think, accelerate the fall colors, which we were not going to have right. unless something happens. Right. It was 80 degrees yesterday. Exactly. So uh, and, and, of course, it's sweater weather, so sweater I can weather pull out is the good.
1: cardigans and do the, rock the grandpa look.
0: This is funny, but I had sort of a semi-dream. about. I had one of those twilight waking up kind mm, of dreams where right. I don't recall it being a conscious thought, but I recall the thought, and it was... You know, I gained so much weight in the pandemic. Do I have any long sleeve shirts that still fit? (laughs) Yeah, I understand that. I I mean, these guys, I've been wearing, you know, oversized T-shirts. That's gone well. Yeah. I I actually lost weight during the pandemic. Well, I've lost 10 of my panda pounds.
1: Well, that's good. That's good. Well, everybody needs to do that. I yeah, suppose.
0: I, guess. I guess I just, you know, I did certainly did not lose weight during the pandemic. But no. once I conquered the Oreo addiction, which is now I'm like 6 months clean on Oreos.
1: The Oreos are really crack. They I've just are deep. Yeah. yeah it's uh, hard not
0: to. Oh, gosh, I'm getting chips and everything. Well, like, as, for 6 months I got a chip.
1: Yeah, as of, uh, you know, it was just a depressing time so you needed everything you could get. It's mm-hmm. still not completely undepressing, but <laughs> no, there's still depressing
0: there. things about it. There are. Uh, it's nice to be in uh, the self-selected uh, self-preservation class. Right. Uh, so that part's kind of cool. I don't have any... I personally don't have any ongoing concern about coronavirus for myself. Sure. Um, but last week, and we said we would, do, we would stop doing this when you no longer had to think about things like this. And, and it's kind of getting there. Mm -hmm. We're in another one of those potentially uh, sort of um, false uh, alleviation of fear periods like we had last time. And And then all of a sudden, boom, the Delta. Until the next variant comes along. But now the good news is, at the beginning of, I was trying to figure this out, and I'm not, uh, I don't have access to enough of the statistics necessary, Mm -hmm. but at the beginning of the delta variant explosion we were like this much vaccinated right. and now it's not great but we're now a little more vaccinated and every like two or three percentage points of vaccination in any given area is a massive improvement. I should note that Brian was holding his hands apart. St- I was it, measuring and,
1: like a fisherman lying. Yeah, yes. exactly. But you know, I know since you can't see that, since this is well, not really radio, but you know what we mean. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's audio. It's audio. So uh, I was just I was doing audio sure. hand movements. I, we appreciate that.
0: One hand is on either side of the microphone. No one can see
1: exactly. Which is that's so, the audio measurement. So yeah, things are better. I I was looking at a map today what's really striking was uh, this particular map was about vaccination rates and uh so uh davidson and williamson county are doing great yeah really okay but you get away from those counties around us and it's like not real good and it's um you know just the vaccination rates are still pretty pretty bad out in the hinterlands. And where that affects us is that so many people come in from those surrounding counties for you know, to shop, to go to the lower broad, to do all of those kinds of things. So it, we're not out of the woods yet by any stretch of the imagination. And, no. and we've all, you know, both of us have had both Two unvaccinated. Shots. and well, I've actually had three. You've had three now. I'm boosted now. Boosted. I, I'm a boosted man. You know, you my
0: know. wife was a booster, but she those have been expunged.
1: Yeah, well, all of that. The, um, you know, the great thing about being fat and being a diabetic is that I was able to get the booster. So, right, uh, right, 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 so. right. So so,
0: anyway, I've, I've had my three, but... Pardon me if I don't strive for the achievement. I agree. I, I understand. but well, uh, I mean, you know, my daughter's been working as a, a doctor in Texas on right. COVID, and so I look at the statistics. By the way, she does not. Right. She goes to work, does her work. She just does not get involved in the sure. politics of it, but uh, their average per day is still over 250 in yeah. Texas, yeah. just in the state of Texas. Yeah,
1: so it's... Um, we're not over it yet, but we're, uh, we're getting there. Of course, there are some. In our surrounding community, actually, they don't live in Nashville, but they are bringing it to Nashville. They're part are, of Nashville. They're part of the BNA community. They though. are they part are of part the of BNA it. community because you know BNA serves all the surrounding. All of area. Middle Tennessee. And so uh, our, we've got some friends, the Bollingers, who own a, who basically run a Facebook page called right. Truth
0: About Cancer. They have a website. They it's, do. They have a website. Do called they? the truth about cancer.
1: Yeah, they don't. The Tennessean doesn't even say they have a website. It just says Facebook. I wouldn't page. either. Right. Uh, so truth General- Truth journalism. About Cancer, but they are um, sponsoring this event, convention, I don't know, of uh, anti-vax people at our lovely Opryland Hotel. Uh, the three-day event, according to the and will uh, feature some local voices, too, like Uh, Pastor Greg Locke, uh, who we've talked about in the past, a state senator, I think it's Pody, I think it's how it's pronounced, uh, who's been really anti-vax. Roger Stone is coming, and Eric Trump is coming as well. Robert Kennedy. Robert Kennedy, but not the good Kennedy. Not the Uh, good uh, Kennedy. Yeah.
0: The famous, Robert Kennedy, who's only famous for, he's anti-every-vax. He is. He is. So So at least he's consistent. I actually am okay with those guys way more than the new ones.
1: Yeah. Most of these folks are anti-all-vax when it really comes down Eric to Trump's it.
0: vaccinated. Yeah. Well, of course he is. <laughs> I dare say Roger Stone's probably vaccinated. Roger Stone's vaccinated. I would bet $5,000 mm-hmm. that the Bollingers are vaccinated.
1: Uh, probably mm-hmm. I mean I wouldn't know but there's okay. no
0: way to I mean there's no way to know because they would never admit it and you'd have to get a private medical record to find out yeah. <clears throat> but these you know people that run scams run scams yeah so so, so here's <laughs> here's the one of the things I think I that's that i'm
1: trying to work out in my head is so there's a quote charlene bollinger says tennessee has become a hub for this type of ideology along with florida and texas there's just this networking of freedom fighters she says we want health freedom medical freedom to make the choices that work for us not dictated to us on what we have to do um and uh, this kind of relates to me about the announcement this past week that our buddies over at parlor are moving to yeah, they're middle of nashville right? they're coming in well th- this is the thing i'm always interested in. they say they're coming to nashville but they all live in franklin they all live in franklin yeah. yeah they don't they're not really coming to davidson county they're coming to williamson county which is the most republican well, these and are one are of like, the wealthiest counties in the yeah, united states yeah and
0: it's very but you know it's also it's franklin is a very centrist Republican place, right? Right. I mean, the are there nutcases in Williamson County? Evidently, a few. Although it turns out that most of the people that went to the Williamson County School Board meeting were neither Williamson County residents nor parents of Williamson County children. Um, they were, uh, they were just anti-Williamson County having masks. Um, the one guy that was almost arrested and I guess then released was not even he wasn't yeah. from, one of them was lived in Williamson County but he was not a parent of a child there, um, so it doesn't matter. But there it's it's a lot more interestingly right. You look at the vaccination rate in Williamson County, right? What's well, what's interesting is
1: looking at the pockets because what I would say is the Brentwood side of Williamson County when yep. you start looking at evangelical churches when you start looking yeah, at things there. like the remnant church which was featured on hbo recently yeah, you gotta check that um, one out too all of they're, those, those, they're gonna be there you know it. oh of course they're gonna be there and and again <clears throat> it's this hardcore um it what was into i watched that documentary on hbo what was interesting about it was one of the persons said and i think they're actually right that the woman um who um uh, founded this whole thing is a product of her Southern Church upbringing, in the Absolutely. sense of she yeah, would, yeah. she grew up in a very rigid Church of Christ understanding. Now, of course, she rewrote the rules as she wanted to along as they the way, always as do. they always do, well, because God's speaking to them and telling them they can rewrite the rules. Yeah. But even um, though
0: every evangelical pastor up through thirty years ago will tell you that God stopped speaking to people specifically, and there was always an event. I remember when I was growing up, it was like. Um, because the evangelicals, there's only one group that the evangelicals in, in hyper-Christianity don't get, and that's people that are, well, my dad called them holy rollers. Yeah. But the... The people that were from what do you call it? What's the movement called? Where you speak in tongues? And uh, charismatic. The movement. charismatic movement. So, uh, the charismatic movement was considered completely insane. Well, in if some you grew groups, up in see, the evangelical.
1: See, church. I took a run through the charismatic movement um, in uh, in the '70s and '80s. Back in the whole Belmont Church, oh, yeah. Koinonia thing, yeah. yeah. And and
0: uh, they it were was, that was charismatic was a, light though. It, it, at the yeah, Koinonia. it was. Yeah. It was. But <coughs> it was.
1: It was important. It was for more me. mumbling
0: than speaking in it, tongues it was
1: it was important for my <laughs> spiritual development, sure. but yeah um, what's interesting is that coming out of a Church of Christ background, Church of Christ believed that the book of Revelation says, this is it. there's no more revelation from God. it's all yeah that's the one that's, that's the, one. the one that
0: my dad would have called.
1: so so, yeah. so you know that's it. this is when it ends. Yeah. God doesn't speak to us anymore right. directly. The um, Apostle Paul was the last person. so I disagree with that theology, but I understand where they're coming well, from. Well my
0: point is that it is not to point out, Anybody's because I'm cool with anybody's theology, but the uh, hypocrisy of the of the modern evangelical movement who spent my entire childhood and mm-hmm. uh, and yours being told that that in fact Revelation was the end of Revelations. Right. Um, they also everything in Revelation. I have so much fun. There's a verse in Timothy mm-hmm. that is basically the description of the Trump presidency. Sure. Right, that I like to post. You know, because right. the Um, It's all perfect. I mean, did you read um, the Peretti books in the 80s? No, I tried not to. Dude, they're awesome. Oh, okay. They are. This is honest to God. You could put Roger Stone's face, Trump's face, the the Bollingers, the anti-vaxxers. It is a description of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. and it was written as absolute wild, freakish fantasy, dystopian, fiction, right? Completely. Yeah, completely. Yeah. And uh, they're brilliantly written, by the way. I mean, oh, he was—he was a good writer. I'll have to. <clears throat> and, but it's fun now because, I think back on that, and that's back to the hypocrisy thing. It's like, you know, everything that's happening in the hyper conservative. This is a hyper right wing. This is not Republicans. It's not conservatives. And it's not Christians. It's a hyper far right-wing wacky thing that's going on um, here in Nashville and around Nashville that is absolutely anathema to everything they actually believe. Right. And they're Evidently, they're either not smart enough or there is a argument, <clears throat> pardon me, for satanic possession. Right. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. So so the question <gasps>
1: is you know, we've had like Tony L- Laman or however you pronounce L- L- I came, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all these sort of right wing folk Tony Alamo. moving to Nashville. Now I'm thinking about, the, you know, like the, the pundit set and sure. now Parlor coming
0: and all that. And then what, there's the. T- um, the girl that's got the guy's name, Lauren something?
1: Yeah, t- Tony, Tommy Lauren or Tony Tommy something. Lauren. Tommy, I don't know. Whoever. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't watch them, so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't either, right? I don't So... What's weird to me is that Nashville has been pretty predictably a blue city in terms of voting, certainly, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and all that. And yet, somehow, Nashville is becoming like a the, conservative the conservative mecca, and I don't, yeah. I don't fully understand what's well, going on there.
0: Remember, this is not an intellectual movement. Gotcha. This is not a William F. Buckley kind of conservatism movement. These are really stupid people. And so they get, you know, everything's done on emotion. Right. Everything that they've preached against for 50 years, like it's all just emotion, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to be, they don't understand the words. So these are big words, Right. conservative and liberal, or red state and blue state. These, you know, without a Dr. Seuss book now, they have no way of getting through this. So they do come here because Tennessee this is where Governor Bill Lee is. And I admit to being frustrated by the lack of national coverage because it's all Greg Abbott right. and, you know, oh, he's doing this, he's doing that. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. Our guys, we did constitutional carry. Right. We passed an anti-abortion bill that was more strict. We stopped the teaching of anything that has to do with history in public schools. we stopped, I mean, we did all that way before Greg Abbott. But we're a smaller media market. No, it's I don't think it's that. I think it's because... There's no swing state. Gotcha. Right? This is a hardcore red state no gotcha. matter what. That, yeah. And so you don't even want to, if you're like one of these um, pundit types, like you don't even want to move to Texas because there's a. Uh, there's two sides to a conversation in Texas. Right. There's not here. Right. I there g- is, agree. In the state of Tennessee, there is only the one side. It's a 30%. The
1: the fear for me in, in terms of Nashville and how this – it's not fear. Actually, it's going to be an interesting conflict because you're going to have these folks with money that are coming in on the right wing. That I mean, so taking Nashville in particular, what I would say is that that for the most part, the folks that live in Davidson County that are on the right side of right wing yeah. side are not necessarily big money people. Yeah, uh, not as much. I mean, right. the, the, the Bellmead wealthy type, maybe Republicans, but they're more centrist Republicans. They
0: are more centrist
1: Republicans. Um, Well, they're pragmatic. They want to make more money. The problem is, is when you start bringing in outside money, that's going to influence. But then we're going to have... Then you swing the other way. Then we're going to have Oracle and Amazon and folks that are coming from a different perspective. So it's going to be this whole... I mean, I think the the degree to which money... I mean, we already spend too much money on elections anyway. But the degree that it's going to even ramp up in this state, I think,
0: is huge and i I'm just yeah, i think interested uh, uh, no see. that's absolutely true and I think it's just gonna just be fascinating i guess if you get them at least if you bring them to mm-hmm. this part of the country where they're surrounded by colleges and universities and stuff like that admittedly kind of conservative universities as universities go exactly um there's a chance that they will actually hear you know adult conversation mm-hmm. uh, I honestly i just i've stopped talking to most of them because online and stuff like that because they're not introducing two sides of a conversation. I'm perfectly comfortable with conservative conversation. Absolutely. I always have been. And, uh, and I think a lot of those solutions are pragmatically, obviously good ideas. I also think that the, the, what we're seeing right now, obviously in Nashville, which is a, it's a good example of it because they're, they're infiltrating a center blue city
1: mm-hmm.
0: where they're really mostly unwelcome.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there are parts of this city. People come to Nashville, they think it's a red city because they go to Broadway. Right. right. If you go to Kid Rock's Kick-Ass Honky Tonk on Broadway, you would have a hard time believing that this is a blue city. Yeah. Um, the And I understand that. And if you're here for three days, I really don't care. Right. Yeah. You can think whatever you want to. Uh, spend your money, buy your $9 beers, and go on back to wherever you're from. Sure. But the... Uh, but that when we see these guys getting into, town, at least they're here, right? It's like I'd almost rather they were closer than further away, right? And I think it's fascinating though that they don't move to, they don't openly move to a place that is actually welcoming of them. Right. You can move to Tulsa, and they'd build a statue. Right. To Tommy Lauren or whatever her name is. Right. Uh, they'd, they'd, you know, they'd have a whole band and the high school would come out and they'd name a street after you and all that stuff. You come mm-hmm. to Nashville and quite honestly, we just whisper behind your back. Right. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what we do. It's what we do. Now, also back to the my conclusion, which we talked about earlier about this whole thing. Having an anti-vax convention, while well, we're still under an emergency order, even in the state, uh, which is, you know, like I said, I believe the most conservative state in the union, mm-hmm. that is, that is a functioning state, is Tennessee. Right. Um, the we are more conservative than Mississippi and Alabama, right? Uh, um, based on legislation, uh, but so we're still under an emergency even here. Right. So they're going to have a convention of of avowed anti health people mm-hmm. in a closed convention center. Right. Served by minimum wage workers, many of which, by the way, are from the Philippines, which is where Gaylord Corporation, a very Republican corporation, I might add, well, Gaylord.
1: It's not Gaylord anymore. Let's get the name right. It's Ryman Hospitality. Yeah, Ryman Property. Hospitality.
0: So Gaylord, um, they don't use their own name because they're offended by it. Right. So the so Gaylord Corporation brings in, by the way, for all of you good Republicans going to the anti-vax convention, mm-hmm. um, most of their employment. Are on one-year temporary visas from the Philippines. Gotcha. gotcha. Like eight hundred at any given time. Right. Living so, in Donaldson. So
1: what's interesting, of course, is Opryland's response. You know, as is typical, that their response is, "Well, we don't control the the content of our events." Um, but uh, the tennesseean says but this conference its conference in particular conflicts with the company's own advocacy during the pandemic yep. colin reed has been a backer ceo colin reed has been a backer of the vaccine effort in nashville and uh, reed is saying you know from the beginning we're trying to support the metro health department opryland does have covid pro- protocols yep. uh, workers which are, they're not
0: going to use during this convention yeah, these workers guys will are, storm are that.
1: asked to wear masks during uh, when not vaccinated encourage yep. Uh, attendees to do the same, but um, the website is for the conference is already advertising that you don't have to wear a mask.
0: Absolutely not. That. Right. So. And it's, uh, those, those are like the height of hypocrisy moments. Yeah. Like, let them have their convention in Gallatin. Right. Right, where it's fine in an empty field. Right. Because uh, there are no facilities in Gallatin to sure. host such a thing. Um, I don't get it. I think it's, you know, like I said, it's everything you want to know about American corporate philosophy. Uh, but they are criminally and financially liable at this point right. for any employee that is infected or god forbid actually gets sick or dies yeah. they would so gaylord not the anti-vax nuts they're not right. because they're not forcing anybody to show up for work right gaylord is so yeah. Ryman hospitality yeah. is, they would actually be criminally and fiscally liable. Oh, so it'd be interesting to see what happens there because, <clears throat> I mean, I hope nothing, right? That would be the best outcome. But if... Um, I just think that that's very—I can't believe their lawyers and their insurance company isn't coming to them right now going like, are you sure?
1: (laughs) You know, I think it's about time for us to take a break. and then when we come back, we're going to talk about a really scintillating uh, topic, which is redistricting.
0: Yeah, right. What could be cooler than redistricting? You know, welcome back. We're, uh, okay, I'm off my thing. I had to, like, you know, I have to take, like, a moment and breathe after I talk about the anti-vaxxers. So.
1: Of course. But now we're going to talk about a wonderful uh, topic, which is Nashville redistricting. Because, uh, as according to it, happens every 10 years, yep. um you have to look at the population and uh, reassign the districts for local council, uh, of course, Senate districts, House districts, all that kind of stuff. And in Nashville, the way it works is that um, the Planning Commission, we do have a Planning Commission, by the way. After a fashion. After a fashion. (laughs) But they are charged with uh, basically the redistricting process. So they have looked and determined uh, where the population shifts are and then are trying to reassign districts. The goal in Nashville is to have council districts that are somewhere in the around twenty thousand people, or a, per district. That's the 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 idea. Um, and so, as they looked at the census data that came out this year, uh, they discovered there were some districts that grew quite a bit. Um, one of which was downtown, nineteen uh district 19 i think that's freddie freddie o'connell's district yep. i think um, had jumped to almost 30,000 people in it um, and then the other ones were out in antioch the antioch area district 30 uh, 31 32 and 33 i uh, had uh, Gotten really, really big, and so with that they had to figure out a new plan for moving the districts around, and so they have published their first draft of that plan, and uh, and have done some moving, and so uh, I don't know what have you had a chance to look over? it? What do you think I, about it? I I did I,
0: <clears throat> I went through it and I thought to myself that the whole. I think the undercounting that the several groups have been concerned about almost certainly did occur. Okay, in um, what in which, which communities? Probably North Nashville and North Englewood, et cetera. Gotcha. Madison and Donaldson. Um, I was personally just surprised by how small the districts are. I mean, it's honestly, it seemed more like uh, Metro Nashville Public Schools. Uh, pupil-to-teacher ratio than an appropriate council district size. Yeah. Because um, my, really my only issue in all of Nashville is that we have too many council people. Right. Well, and some of
1: the dis- uh, again, some of the districts are really small. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, some of that has to do with dis- uh, density. You know, you go to District 1, which is going to expand pretty significantly. It was already big anyway, but it's going to expand even more because it's North Nashville. Yeah. But you've got like Bells, Bell's and Bend Creek. and yeah. all that, where there just aren't a lot of people. Scottsboro. Scottsboro. Is Have you been to the, Scottsboro? An, I don't know. I've been to How Scottsboro. How would you know?
0: I've been there. It's a really nice little Did you go Hamlet. on purpose?
1: Uh, I, I mean, did, was it like I actually somebody went to a said, church there once. Could you come
0: out to a church in Scottsboro? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that I would... mean, that makes sense, but otherwise, I mean, I'm sure I've been to Scottsboro, yeah. but I don't know how I would have known. For me in Madison,
1: the biggest change that I'm seeing that's gonna be pretty significant is basically District 8 is going away completely. Now I should say, the way this works is that, so uh, Nancy Van Reese yep. is, produ- is the current council person in District 8. She will continue to be a council person until the next election, but District 8 is moving from Madison all the way to the bottom end of Antioch, down uh, southeast on I-24. So they have actually are moving that whole district down there and then uh, incorporating the parts that were District 8 before into District 5 and uh, 3 along the way. So that's... Uh, That's going away. There are some changes for us uh, when I look at the church, and uh, it's not huge. But um, that's the big one, is that District 8 is going away from Madison entirely, which is kind of interesting because District 8 has had a lot of controversy, a lot of, not controversy, but a lot of, well, let's just say that there's
0: been Battling over the, among the council people and yeah. dif- different factions in that group. It's an interesting, I mean, those are interesting areas too. These are transitional parts of town, obviously. And mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I, I don't the process still to me seems oh, flawed at best. Right. And I didn't go back and look, I have looked before, but I didn't go back this week and look at the members of the planning commission mm-hmm. Um The most of our commission members of any kind, and I'll look here in a second, but they, they, um, let me say, they lean um, older Caucasian. Yeah, I agree with that. That's Um, pretty accurate. They lean that direction. They're not all that way, but they lean that direction. And Mm so... Uh, I think that, I don't know the question is, do you mix groups or do you isolate groups? Right. Right. And so that becomes like this philosophical conversation that nobody is openly addressing Mm -hmm. because if you openly address it, then people will accuse you of being on the opposite side of something and I know they're trying to avoid that. Right, yeah. But, I mean, it's like the elimination of eight. Um, It fascinates me that it's not, I mean, it doesn't, obviously it doesn't disappear, it just gets reassigned to somebody else, but. Sure. Um, why that, I mean, that compression there for six and seven, I don't know. It's just fascinating. The,
1: what's interesting is there is some talk, I know Councilman Hancock, who's in District 9, is talked about putting um, some sort of resolution to renumber the districts. So that That'd be makes nice. a little bit more sense right, because something. right now you look like, uh, District 1 and 2 are kind of North Nashville. Well, 1 is next to
0: 15. Right. right? Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Or 1 is actually next to 35. And 35, is, right. Uh, but then you've got District 4 that's, you know, way down in Antioch. you got different District 8, which is way down in Antioch. So there is some uh, some discussion
0: yeah. about um, renumbering.
1: And then renumbering. while you're at it,
0: I went back again because a lot of people— I always—it's really funny— Every time I bring this up, like on Twitter or Facebook, to a council person, right. they always make a, um, an argument which turns out isn't true. Okay, so what's the argument? Well, we'll go back, and I like to play <clears throat> a little game of how many councilmen are you supposed to have?
1: Well, we're supposed to have 35, right? Or so, plus, or plus plus five at, plus at large. Five at large. 40 so, jealous hordes.
0: Let me just say. In the census, Nashville has 679,000, call it 680,000 people. That sounds about right. So that's what the census says. And and when we say Nashville, we're talking about Davidson County. Davidson County, County, the entire thing. Right. Right. So the whole outline thing inside Davidson County. Now, by the way, Denver is exactly the same as us. It's one, it's a metropolitan area that is a county city combined. Right, right. At the time we first talked about this, we couldn't really find any other ones, but I continue doing research on it. So so Denver has 750,000 people in the same kind of thing, county right. slash city. Right. Want to guess? How many council people? Eight. Thirteen.
1: Yeah, that makes sense.
0: Right. So they have 13 council people for mm-hmm. 750,000 people. They also have just done redistricting like right. everybody has to. Charlotte.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was surprised how many people live in Charlotte, by the way. It's bigger than Nashville. Bigger than Nashville, yeah. Substantially. 887,000 people live in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. So that is um, <clears throat> over 200,000 more residents. In Nashville, that would require 10 additional districts. Based on our current numbers, we'd have mm-hmm. to have 50. Right just maintain
1: how many council people
0: do they have well if you count the county commissioners which i do okay 21 21 that's they have 12 city council members in the city though now the reason this is an issue is charlotte is not a city council mix a gotcha. city county mix gotcha so for eight hundred and eighty-seven thousand residents of the city of charlotte mm-hmm. they're represented by 12 gotcha city council persons 12 is a good number. Worked for Jesus. Yeah, it worked fine. And yeah. with him, there were 13. Yeah, true. Just like Denver. Right. Austin, Texas, we're are probably most, the, the city we're most compared to in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a new population of 974,000 people. Okay. And, uh, what I guess? Eight. They have 11 city council people for 974. Okay. What I did not count was I didn't go and see the population of the county, but Mm -hmm. if you add the county commissioners, uh, there are four of them, so there's a total of 15. Gotcha. So that is a blue city, a purple city, and uh, another blue city. Uh, No, Denver's purple. Charlotte's kind of red. Austin is very blue. Right. Uh, But all of them have one thing in common. Smaller council, less than half the council members.
1: So, looking at this map, if you were going to divide up, so so one one of the things that I'm looking at, and again because I'm in a particular community, um, I'm looking at sort of the Madison uh, area. So I yeah. could easily combine, take away a little bit of, so so I could see a district that was inside the the Briley Parkway Beltway, or maybe even divided into two districts. But but if you think about it, you look there, um, and we do have a beltway. It's called Briley Parkway, more or less. Yeah. Um. So you could you could take a district or two districts there, Madison, which would be upper um, northeast. Honestly, I would I would combine parts of District Seven, District Nine, and District Ten, would be, uh, and parts of District Ten would make up a great Madison district. Um, I would probably look at District Eleven and you know, District. I can't find Ten. Where's Ten? Ten is uh, up top. Oh, way it's Goodlitzville. Goodlettsville. I would up. I would still leave Goodlettsville as a district on its own, kind of that. But everything to the west or to the east of Gallatin Road. That all needs to be part of the Madison district. Why can't you do one two twenty over there? Uh, one two twenty, you could probably do that. You could probably do that. I was just thinking about trying to do something inside the Beltway, but right, right. You know, well, that's uh, on the
0: other side of town. I was. you aren't about this looking side of at account. the
1: map. If you go to the Nashville, yeah. Tennessee, and there are maps, or uh, if you just search for Nashville redistricting, again, I think
0: you could probably get it to eight or ten council districts without yeah. any problem. And the thing is, you'd still be. At 10 council districts, you're still at under 70,000 people per district. Right. Now, what this requires is that you make it a full-time job. Right. No, I think that's right. But if you eliminate if you go from three to one, which is what we need to do, we need to eliminate two thirds of the council mm-hmm. to make it a governable city. Right. Right. And our problem is we're not we're currently kind of an ungovernable city. Yeah, very much so. And so what happens when there is a controversial subject on most subjects mm-hmm. because there are forty people. Right. Just get council courtesy and just go on. Right. Nobody ever talks about them. They're never in the newspaper. You have to go onto their website, read the minutes of the meeting, and to find out that Bob Mendez has just given his second cousin a two-acre plot of land that used to be part of a park to build an apartment building on. Right. You would have to go... I made that one up, by the way. That's that's allegedly. but the um, So you'd have to go read through the whole thing, which is a painful process. Right. Um, But since we don't really have... Uh, an aggressive codes and planning part of our city a lot of stuff happens in the council that then you drive by it later and you go like who voted for that and the answer is no one no one voted for it because the councilman for that district put it on the table and it was just a rezoning thing nobody argues about rezoning and now we have uh, well in our particular little Hamlet, You know, we have a quarry about 600 feet away from a TVA dam. Right. So, so, you know, that's the kind of stuff that happens. And that was kind of overdone at the state level. Um, and Larry Hagar did fight to try and stop yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll give him credit. We'll give there. him one of those. But I, it should have never been built th- where it is. I think for me, part of it is... is
1: is trying to recognize community boundaries and kind of having consistent representation throughout that community. So again, back to Madison. Right now currently Madison has four council people because the the right. what, it's a nip how of this and a nip of that. A nip of that right. and and and, you know, and we're still, we're going to be down to three. That makes it a little easier. But
0: that would make um, the Planning Commission is going to have to decide where neighborhoods are. Exactly. And, you know, you got people that, most of the members of our ruling class in Nashville don't know anything about Madison. No. The people that live in Madison know about Madison. Exactly. They know where you would say it starts and stops and this, right. that, and the other. They've all been part of, I mean, our, our, our congressional district that represents this Madison mm-hmm. and, and Old Hickory is. The most gerrymandered piece of of spaghetti you ever saw in your life. And it's about to get worse. And it's like, it is, like it literally, there are parts of the gerrymandering of District 51 that reach across the street to grab an apartment building and then come back. Exactly. Just in order to get those 500 votes that are clearly going to be liberal votes out Mm. of a dependably Republican uh, uh, district. And it's just hilariously, you know, bigoted. Um, It's, you know, what do they, I mean, it was, it's really just redlining. I mean, it's, you know, so. I mean, I do get it's difficult. Nashville,
1: in terms of square miles, is a big area. Davidson County is, it's not an insignificant sized area of of line. And so that makes it a little bit trickier. But. But again, so much of our council structure is based out of history. It's based out of we were trying to get all of these little towns, because they were all incorporated individually, to become part of this metro right. thing. So we're gonna I'm gonna give them all representation so that they can feel like their voices are heard and represent their communities. Except but, for the
0: rich ones that simply said no.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, so all of that's to say, you know, we have this history that's now 50 years old or older actually i guess 60 years old god i'm getting old yeah yeah, yeah. and and um and it's not it doesn't it it probably worked okay when nashville was a sleepy little southern town but nashville's not that anymore and so it's time to
0: have to restructure and i think about these districts yeah like i didn't pay any attention when i moved here the first time uh in 1980 about the city council right because Mm -hmm. i was 18 years old and i didn't care um i cared what the drinking age was very important that was important 18 uh and it was 18 until i was 19. oh see it was 18 until i turned 21. i might it was 18 maybe so it was 18 until i was 20. yeah okay and then it changed because i remember the gap year oh so I had a gap year but anyhow see, see, they should have really grandfathered in a in my age case
1: anyway. I was 8 18 I, my years between 18 and 21 were kind of a blur they were they were kind of Uh, Alcohol induced. Good years. They were good years. Yeah, were good years. uh, I I learned things the hard way, Uh, but so then when I finally go back at age twenty one to get my bachelor's at Western Kentucky University, they put me in. They put me in a freshman dorm, even though I'd had some credits I transferred, but I was in a freshman dorm as a twenty one year old, and the drinking age in Kentucky was twenty one. So I lasted one semester because I got tired of folk the seven hundred other eighteen year olds in the building coming Asking to me beer, to buy beer for yeah, them. yeah, that's a that's a heavy burden. It is. It, it didn't didn't <laughs> go for. And by that point, you know, I'd already had a couple of years of drinking. It wasn't a big deal for me. You know, no, you're so a professional. I you? was. I mean, I and
0: see, I was from a three-two beer state. Okay, so in Ohio. They have two... They did. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they still do. I have absolutely no idea. Right. But when I was 18 and 16, they had two kinds of beer. Three, two beer. It used had a red line around the gotcha, top of yeah, it. Gotcha, yeah, absolutely. Red lid. And then uh, six and up, 6% mm-hmm. and up, which had a blue label or lid. Gotcha. or Something like that. So um, so I went from a three, two beer state, where at 18 you could buy this sort of near beer stuff. Uh-huh. Um, Talk about one of the world's most unenforceable rules. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but you know, I went from a 3-2-beer state then to here, where 18 was the legal drinking age for everything. That was true for two years, and it switched to 21. So that, that from 20 to 21... Was it really irritating? It's probably only about six months right. in reality. But, yeah, I was going to say because you're
1: not that right? much younger. No, than-
0: and it was like, but it was it was just one of those funny things because you know our laws have a tendency to kick in in right. July. Yeah. So it was probably from May 18th to July 1st. Yeah. That was probably the horror that I'm remembering. Yeah, exactly. It Was actually six weeks. Um. But anyhow, it's just funny that that we had that jump. But so I didn't know who the council was, how many council members were. But you think about it back then, I mean, each council member represented like. 4500 people. Oh yeah, no. Cuz they always had 40 council people. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, it it's I it's mean been. everybody knew their council person like I mean really knew them. Which is one
1: of the reasons why being a district council person these days is is such a difficult job, you know. I I've had folks say, "Or hey, are you going to run for council?" And yeah, I'm like, right. I'm like, I think about it for a while, and then I go, Ugh. I don't want people calling me at three in the morning about their water bill. Yeah, and everybody know?
0: can find you,
1: and everybody can find you, and it's, and and back when you had forty five hundred people. You could do that and it wasn't that big a deal. Now when you got twenty two thousand And also back
0: when there was forty five hundred people there were no cell phones. Yeah, true. So you couldn't get you didn't get pummeled on Twitter either. So But it's you know, I think about I don't know, it's it's not a good gig. It would be a good gig if you had seventy thousand people in your district, or Mm -hmm. fifty anyway, Mm -hmm. um, where you were actually representing a meaningful segment of the population of the city. Right. And it really, it's more like uh, a Middle Eastern country right now where right. they always have, you know, they have like a million members. Like when you see these things, it's fun to watch. Like And, and not just Middle Eastern, but mm-hmm. Eastern European where they have like a parliament of 1,100 people. Right. And fights break out on the floor of parliament. Right. Because there's just so many that they, our council people represent such a small segment of the city Right. that they can have these like micro-problems right. that are not city problems. Right. They're neighborhood problems. Just figure it out amongst yourselves. Right. We need to solve the big problems. Like, downtown needs to be solved not by the one council person mm-hmm. using... And
1: he's a good council person. Yeah, he's like a good
0: council guy. He's done a good job, and I think he represents his district well. But you can't put... The most significant problem in the city of Nashville from mm-hmm. a day to day standpoint, which is the traffic, the distraction, and the problems of downtown Nashville, on one guy's shoulders uh, because it affects everyone. Right. But I mean, the people that are on the outskirts of this council map, mm-hmm. they may or may not have ever been to Broadway other than to come to council meetings. Right. Um, I mean, it literally is. I mean, if you live in Scottsboro, Mm-hmm. you probably live there because you don't want to be anywhere near downtown Nashville right but there are a, there's like 11 of those districts mm-hmm. in a big circle around the Goodlessville the North Nashville the outside West Nashville that massive West Nashville sure the, uh, and then or not well really the north Northwest Nashville it's
1: really North Nashville the, yeah. what's interesting about that and I think this is a, a valid question which is okay so you take district one um, and again, it's this is pushing over towards our area now in the remap. You know, District One has got North Nashville, which is extreme poverty. You know, traditionally yeah. African American, yep. and that's usually that's where the population base is. That's who elects that district person. Yep. But they really don't have a lot of contact with white's creek you know nope. <laughs> white creek a little bit more but but yeah it's i don't know it's just hard sometimes to figure out how to truly represent in
0: well in the this one kind of structure. the one step that we could make uh, in this city and and it could be made by any council person this is the you know once again it's not going to get fixed for another 10 years now right so once it escapes our grasp over the next few weeks mm-hmm. then it's gone for a decade and that is like um, we talk about council seat number eight kind of going away and mm-hmm. there being an eight but it being somewhere else and all that kind of stuff it needs to stay gone right right it doesn't need to be integrated into something else um, it just needs to be gone right and there need to be uh, there needs to be an adult conversation about the fact that Nashville Tennessee is the only organized city government city state Slash county government metropolitan area in the United States. Yes, that has council people that represent only twenty thousand people. I agree, and it's uh, it's it, that is at the it, it's a systemic problem, right? So there
1: there is I will say if you go to the redistricting site there is also a new map or there are excuse yes. me get my grammar correct there are new maps yep. for um, the school districts as well school board districts, yep. but. I, they're, they're far
0: more rational, though. They are much the more board rational. The school board district is what we should be using. Probably. How many school board members? I think I've 8 not on it right now, it? right? No. I, go, I could go with that if we just said, all right, we'll just take the school districts and make them, which, by the way, are great representations of it, and there becomes a check and balance right. in the size of the district because it's all based on high schools. Right. <laughs> right? It's like you can only have so many people in one place. Right. Uh, let me look. I'm double checking on the council. I mean, on the school board. Yeah, yeah, how many members there are. I'm not. Okay. Well, here, Phil, while I look. Well, I always go back to our problem in Nashville, which is a problem in the South, which is a problem not only in Metro Council, but a problem of a lot of things. It is this mm-hmm. it's grandma's ham grandma's ham. A lot of people don't know the story of grandma's ham. I don't know this story. Well, so a guy gets married to a beautiful young woman and for the first Christmas they invite everybody over. Mm -hmm. So the whole family comes to their house. A new tradition is launched. Okay. And he's standing in the kitchen while his wife is dutifully preparing Mm -hmm. a beautiful ham. And she cuts off both ends of the ham, puts some glaze on top, puts it in the pan, covers it, and puts it in the oven. Okay. And he looks at her like any curious pragmatist would do and go like, why do you cut the ends off the ham? Why? Wow. Oh, I've heard this. You've right? told me this. And yes, it's like, now. oh, why do you cut the ends off the ham? And and she says, oh, that's my mom taught me how to make this special holiday ham, and you cut the ends off, and you cover it, and then all of those, uh, the, the glazing, can like go into the porous parts of the ham, and it just, oh, it's so good, it saturates, and yes. it's just the best thing ever. And uh, so he goes to his mother-in-law, and he says, hey, Mom, why do you, why do you cut off the ends of the ham? Mhm. And um, she said, uh, oh, my mom taught me how to do this when I was just a teenager. And when I first made my first one, she showed me, we cut off both ends of the ham, we put a glaze on top that's been a family secret. And it just soaks into the ham in a way that other people don't do. And we just have the best ham ever and we just loved it for years. Right. Well, great-grandma over in the corner in a wheelchair watching a parade and he goes over and says, Granny, why do you cut the ends off the ham? Mm -hmm. She said... Just sit for a minute and she looked at him and says well son I, my pot's only about that wide I have to cut them off to fit it in there and this is why we have 40 metro council members exactly it's a tradition it is how many members are on the school board It's not loading.
1: It's not loading. We're in
0: a little bit of an internet desert sometimes over here. That may be the problem. It's it's not loading, so I don't know. Well, we'll have to come back and rant about that another day. We will. So, are we going to take a podcast? Are we finished? Well, we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And we'll come back and talk about a couple of things in the news, um, and then we'll wrap it up and um, put this one in the books. Nine. 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 Seven. No, six. Nine districts. You're not counting down? Nine districts. See, nine districts. Oh, that makes me... That just warms my heart to think that what a perfect number that would be for the city council. Okay, hit the
1: save button. Peace.
0: So we're back live. We're looking at... um, fun things in the Nashville scene. I really like this. This There's a poll. <laughs> this yeah. is like, listen, I'm just going to tell people, be very careful how you ask questions. Exactly. Right? And so, So you do share the Nashville...
1: Yeah, the Nashville scene does an annual Best of Nashville uh, thing where they look at all sorts of different things. So they do both a writer's choice, where the editors determine what they think is the Best of Nashville, and then a reader's poll where folks get to vote. On options and so what I was shocked to kind of see, but because we are a blue city for the most part was that the best politician local was listed as Marsha Blackburn right. in the readers poll uh, followed by Jim Cooper and um, and and uh, John Ray Clements who are about as opposite from Marsha Blackburn as you could get um, so I was kind of shocked that. But then when it asked for the best conservative local, um, the, the answer is
0: nobody. <laughs> Correct. So, like, um, that's I, I just can't, I can't even put together a world in which um, the readers of the Nashville scene, which is sort of notoriously a liberal rag, um, who owns the Nashville scene?
1: Bill Freeman, now. Bill Freeman, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Bill Freeman about it. So he was a Democrat that ran for mayor. Um, but it's really interesting because when you look at, I'm trying to think of like corollaries, right? right. And none of the other categories that I'm looking at mm-hmm. have got a corollary. Now, let's see, like so, like okay, so the writer's choice of the best restaurant in Nashville, right, is Bastion. Okay. And And the catbird seat that was a tie. Right. All right? Now, those are very expensive, very nice restaurants. Mm-hmm. In the reader's poll, mm-hmm. the best restaurant... That's funny. There's one called the best restaurant with a view. Oh, okay. What was that? Um, that is bourbon. Okay. Which makes sense. Hang on. Uh, well, it's fine. I don't see... There's best Italian, best late night, best romantic. I don't think there's a best overall. Right. That's really funny because they have a best in the... Uh, in the regular one, but I'm looking for overall, but they don't really have one. But. Gotcha. The best rooftop bar is the L.A. Jackson. I Where is that? That is in the... Um, oh, I just went branded on the Hotel in the Gulch. Hmm. The really fancy Hotel in the Gulch. Yeah, I know. That one. I eat breakfast there all the time. I can't... I don't know. But anyhow, it's L.A. Jackson. Um, the... There's not really a corollary, because, like, I mean, obviously nobody else can afford to eat at those places often enough. Right. uh, I mean, I've done the best I could to try and figure out how to do it. Right. um, Second place, by the way, for best rooftop is Acme Feed and Seed. And third place is White Limousine. Well, that's interesting. That is kind of interesting.
1: We could just sit here for the rest of the podcast and we could totally we should do
0: maybe next week we should just do the best of Nashville podcast. I I,
1: I do wanna say that the the best Twitter account in the Readers poll was the Nashville Severe W X. Which yeah, is yeah. the guy? The guy that does the local weather. The thing. weather dude, and he's good. He's kind of really is. Good. It
0: kind of is the best Nashville. Yeah. you know, I've I've got like a couple of Twitter lists that I follow, which are like all of the council people and some local politicians and news and stuff like that. Nashville doesn't have any news, right? So, one of the things that is I think deeply concerning, and one of the reasons we have a national political crisis, but right. the like in a city like Nashville there's no news mm-hmm. so i and i say that cuz like for instance if you're driving across town right. and you see a massive fire Right, right, and like some huge plume of smoke coming out of downtown Nashville. Sure, there is no radio station to tune to to find out what the hell is going on. No, there is not. So there is no news channel here. Should,
1: there should is, we get in the news business.
0: Well, it's really funny. Evidently, there's not a news business to be had. Right. Yeah, I mean, apparently. there is a hardcore right wing talk radio station, and there is NPR. Right. right? Those are the two poles. Which but there's, NPR has really stepped up their news lately. The, they have the stepped WPLN up their news. LN, yeah, uh, Nashville. Nashville's WPLN, which is and it's a really good uh, Nashville Public Radio is a really good station, right? And we support it. Um, There's but there's no alternative, right? Right. There is, and people are you know people will ask me why you know I'm not technically, I don't, um, I don't necessarily fit the profile of the public radio aficionado, right? But it's the only thing to listen to in Nashville. Mm Yeah, it's like shocking, and and there's no, there's just simply no news at all, and I think it's a tragedy. It's like even the Tennessee, and bless their heart, they do the best they can on no right. budget. Uh, they got some really nice people. We lost Natalie Allison uh, right to Washington D.C., um, right. and she was a pretty hard hitting political reporter. She was, she was, she, was she was perfectly willing to go to jail mm-hmm. uh, to cover <laughs> the right. shenanigans that go on in downtown Nashville, at exactly. the state capital, exactly. Um, and uh, she was not jailed, but she was certainly threatened with it. And she's been escorted out of the Capitol by the state police a lot, oh, yeah. which well, makes me super happy. It does me. But too. we don't have anybody filling that role right now. Okay. So, uh, so
1: all that's to say, that it's a weird poll, and I don't. It is, it, as you said, it's, it the way that the questions are framed makes a big difference. The fast fact that Marsha Blackburn is listed as the best local politician is just completely out of character for both the No one in Nashville audience, voted for Marshall Blackburn. Uh, no one in Nashville <laughs> voted for no, Marshall. Nobody. But as we're talking about best restaurants, we do have a new one that wouldn't have been eligible for this vote that has just opened up as of yesterday. Good
0: chance it'll show up in next year's best I
1: believe it is. This would be Sean Brock's new restaurant Audrey, which is over on Meridian Street. And uh, he that he has built from scratch um, to basically be the flagship of his Restaurant empire, and uh, it's his take on a Southern food, the Southern food that he loves. And uh, last they have night, chicken feet. They do have chicken feet with I've caviar. Never,
0: I'm from Appalachia.
1: Yeah. I've never had chicken feet. I never have either. I've never even known anybody that had chicken feet. Before. No, I, that was not something we ate. No. But 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 the, he mixes chicken feet with caviar. The the thing that they are um, a lot of folks have talked about was uh appalachian appalachian grits with mountain laurel and everybody mm. said that it was phenomenal um uh, it was just very 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 good uh, th- the way audrey is working is there's a menu you don't get to choose you can eat what he puts in front of you Yep. Uh, eventually they're going to open an upstairs which is going to have a longer tasting menu but this is basically a five course meal you pay your um Exorbitant amount of money, not exorbitant because. Do we know for, what it is? I don't know, but I was I just, trying to find it and I can't find it. I just know what the prices are at some of his other restaurants. Right, and exorbitant for me, I, I you know. Well, my, yeah, we're regular people. We're well, yeah. I was going to say I'm a little poor Methodist preacher, so yeah. we don't we don't have a lot to be able to drop. But um, it's, I mean, for what it is, it's. I'm sure it's completely worth it. Um, I, Sean Brock is, I, I can. F- to being a little bit of a fanboy for him and some of that comes from his um, what is it Chef's Table profile on Netflix if you ever watch that show because his story, and he's a person in recovery. And I remember after seeing that episode, I was like, I want him to come talk to my church about his journey, his recovery journey, just because I think it's really compelling. Uh, but he's a he's a hell of a cook. You, you know, know, they
0: charge a $30 fee for making a reservation. I saw that. I like this. I saw that.
1: And if you... But you do get it back. They take that off your bill. Yeah, they bill. take it off your bill. But I, I like the
0: idea, actually. Yeah. Um,
1: well, it's so popular. I mean, it, the, I got, because I'm on his one of his mailing lists, you know, I got the pre-invitation to sign up. And by, you know, I, I didn't because I couldn't afford it. But... Twenty minutes later, he was booked until December. You know, yeah, I mean right. it's that, it's, yeah. that kind of crazy. But I'm kind it looks of excited about it. It looks like a beautiful facility. I follow them on Instagram, and it looks just freaking amazing. And, and I do want to go at
0: some point. Oh, uh, we're gonna go. Yeah, we we'll now f- know that we now know that this is this basically has been a three-minute segment of Jay telling me where he wants to go for his birthday, yeah. which I'm cool with because I want to go too. Well, let's wait until so I'm sixty-five. We'll you know? save. up we'll We may have to. <laughs> First, <laughs> of, we will. Not sure we can get in until. 65 yeah, I think and that's probably right the, um, it is evidently one of those uh, places where you go eat where if you have to ask you can't afford it because exactly. I can't find anything yeah, no, on there's, here there's no, yeah, you, you, there's no, no tip just, of the hat to how much
1: you just go and do it He just got you know, his there, other right? restaurant that he has in Nashville he's at the I think it's Grand Hyatt the Continental yeah, the which Continental, is yeah. there on West End and again folks have been raving about that and I've been looking at it but the cool thing you know, they do that prime rib cart okay where they they actually bring the prime rib out to the table and they cut it there and they do all that. But the end of on Friday and Saturday nights he's been doing this thing where they basically take the prime rib scraps, what they don't use on the prime, yeah. grind it up and do these gourmet hamburgers. Uh, I'm like down. and you can't you like you gotta go get a ticket to get one. Yeah. And you can't get one until like ten or eleven o'clock at night. It's like how they close out the night. And it I sounds support this. I support this. I'm I'm like we need to find out about
0: the golden tickets to to get a, a hamburger from the Continental. so God, that's awesome. All right, I think we end on this. This is such a savory. There are other things to talk about. There always are in Nashville. Um, but now we got to go get lunch. But now I'm starving. <laughs> yeah, now we're going to have to. It's. I guarantee you, I tell you what, we're not having. We're not going to the Continental. No. Uh, but we will have. We could go
1: to Joyland. That's his take on fast food. Where's Joyland? On uh, Woodland Street down in East, Nash- East Nashville. Joyland. Joyland. It's, I mean, I'll go. It's right next to where the
0: WeWork wa- is, oh, was. Oh, is it in there? Is I like got a yeah, little patio outside? Of, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've, I've driven by it. I didn't know that that was what that That's was. That's Sean, so Sean Brock's not. fast food place. All right, I'm in. We I, gotta I, go. I can, I can definitely. I could do that.
1: Yeah, that would be good.
0: I, I can get a twenty dollar hamburger. I just don't want a thirty five dollar. I, I think they're ten or maybe 10 oh, or $15. Oh, well, ten's fine. You know, I That's can live normal. with that. So yeah, I love it. and it's another? I always want to end on that. That you know we're. We can complain about it. You know, we need the we need the city council to be a number that is and we should just make this part of the law that the city council should always be a number that represents the cost of Sean Brock's fast food cheeseburger. Yeah. So if it's ten or twelve that's fine. That's fine.
1: Well that that works. I think that's good probably number. good. I think that is a very good number and uh,
0: this is how all laws should be made. They should be based on cheeseburgers food prices food prices well that yeah. works real well yeah.
1: well it's been another great week to be with you i hope that all of y'all out there in the hinterland all 15 or 20 of y'all exactly. um, are uh, have been blessed by this experience of of hearing us talk about nashville talking
0: about nashville and if you got something you want us to talk about send us a message and uh, we're easy to find on the facebook's and the twitter's and and if you want us to start that campaign to uh,
1: reduce the size of the council yes um, send Send us small bills. Yeah, we should probably set up
0: a thing. We the should. council reduction pack of some sort. Let's do it. I mean, it's. I think about it. Uh, you know, I always say, like, the, we used to tell people the best way to get rich in the show business mm-hmm. is find something to sell to people in show business that makes them feel cooler. Okay. Um, and you can make a lot of money. And in politics, what you don't want to do in politics to try and uh, create change is become a politician. Yeah. What you want to do is what Steve Bannon showed us. Start a veterans organization and keep all the money. That's what he did. That worked pretty
1: well for me. What we should
0: do is start an organization to reduce the size of the city council. And you make a donation um, will be based on the size you think it should be.
1: I think of that, that right? That works so fine. So you
0: can vote with your wallet, which is how politics works anyway. So you just go and say, "I want a." If you want an eight-seat city council, hey, tough for us—we only get eight bucks to make it happen. But that, you're, you're voting with your wallet, and uh, uh, you know. And we promise to spend only thirty percent in overhead. I think so that's right. This well, may that, be the next big thing. That may be how we fund our trip to Audrey. <laughs> Exactly, because that would be research, and we could talk to people at Audrey about the reduction of the size of the city council. I think that makes a whole lot of sense. All right, now we're we're on to something. All right, now we started a whole new career. So you guys have a great week in Nashville. Go find something good to eat and uh, be nice to somebody. It, It works. Take care.